0: Okay, so i i've got a i've got a question, a fashion question. Okay. I know I'm I'm not asking. Yeah, you're asking audience. the right you're in the right people right place. Right okay. So, you know how men's undershirts are white. Yeah. You know, for I guess wearing under dress shirts and yep. stuff, whatever. Okay. Sure. Why? So because the white, sometimes it shows up underneath a white dress shirt because you can see like white under white like you can see where the sleeve is sure right and we're just talking about how how men's white shirts get the nasty yellow stains yep why aren't they fleshy colored
1: which the the undershirts or the shirts yeah
0: the undershirts because that would
1: show through even more on a white shirt (laughs) flesh yeah it'd be like a yeah it'd be like a pinky color it would look weird it would be like I mean, because if you didn't wear a white shirt, um, it, like an, a white undershirt, under a white shirt, then you would you would actually see, like, pinky flesh, and it would look weird. And you'd probably be able to see their nipples, which would be weirder.
0: But why would you see their nipples?
1: Because white is, like, it's fairly transparent. I mean, unless it's a what? thicker white shirt. I mean, but dress shirts tend to, you can, like, kind of see through see them. Through They're something. fairly fairly transparent.
0: But if they could be like fleshy colored and opaque.
1: It would be weird. It would look weird. It would look pink underneath. It would look like you're I, wearing you're wearing a completely different color underneath your white shirt.
0: But it's flesh.
1: Listen, you you asked me a question and you're color. now you're arguing <laughs> with me. Damn it. Let's get, just get, telling it. it would look Perky weird. Nipples. It would look, I'm telling you, it would look it would look weird.
0: Well, just remember, Ryan, we we're talking about men's perky nipples. Yeah, exactly. Well, because right apparently, right. Because yeah. apparently, apparently, Rob must have very perky nipples because his show, his That's show right. through his dress shirts and his undershirts. They would.
1: They well, no, not the undershirt. That's why people wear the undershirt. That's all I'm saying. Rob,
0: Rob likes it Listen, icy cold I've, for his perky nipples.
1: What's the diameter of it's your nipples? It's, <laughs> it's the name of my book. you have to read my book to find out,
0: Ryan. I can't disclose that for free. It's going to cost you 12 my friend. Recording in progress.
1: Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and I'm going to screw that intro up. And joining me today, <laughs> Mr. Ryan Flurry.
2: I don't know how you can screw it up when you've got it written on a piece of paper right in front of you.
1: You can screw it up by not having the piece of paper in front of you. (laughs) That's how you can screw that up. For the record. Uh, And hey, it's Mr. Steve Barkley is here too.
3: I am actually here in person and everything. Uh,
1: And
3: Miss Liz Malone.
0: Wow, that was a very dramatic pause.
1: I know. I thought I would give you he, something he, a little bit special today. because he, He's going to put here. a drum roll in.
0: It was like a, yeah, I don't know. That's
1: a great idea. Was that
0: a, wait, who the hell am I supposed to mention now? Kind of pause, or, I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, let me look. I didn't have that in front of me. Let me look written. at my I paper. I didn't <laughs> have that in front of me either. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, damn it. <laughs> no, I was just giving you like a just a big dramatic pause. But maybe, you know, maybe I will. Maybe I'll put put in the sound of like seven beers opening. Yeah. Seven <laughs>
0: beers are clanking.
1: <laughs> uh and uh and how uh, how's everybody? Good. Fantastic. So now what's uh what's the you you in one of those heat domes down there uh, Liz?
0: Uh yeah, Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. We're still we're still we're in the we're right now in the valley and we're going to be heading back up to the peak. Yikes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, that's that's nasty. We, we like said, we are probably heading into one. I think I think they're saying by the weekend uh, we might be getting some some pretty hot weather. So not looking forward to that. So the listeners have some cranky AT banterites to look forward to next week, probably.
0: Mm, yeah. So. Not um, I. So sales for a non—well, I should say, full, full-powered, full-strength deodorant. None of this aluminum-free nonsense deodorant is going to be flying <laughs> off the shelves.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they should just have make big sticks for your whole body. Like, forget just under your arms. Just, you know, just cover yourself in this white, white aluminum zinc powder. I mean, that's not a bad idea, actually. Here's a pro-life tip for anybody out there who's listening. Baby powder works great.
0: It gets, doesn't it get a little... Um,
1: Messy? No. A cl-
0: little clumpy?
1: No, 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 totally. Not if, not if you put it on right. Just powder powder it on and it, it helps. I mean, it doesn't help all day. I mean, it's only going to last for a while, but uh, no, it, it totally works.
0: Wasn't there a class action lawsuit against that shower-to-shower product because there was something that they used in their powder product that was cancer-causing?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but then I, then I guess I should put a caveat on that recommendation to everybody that I am also not a medical professional <laughs> and by <laughs> no means responsible. <laughs> <laughs> or any long-term injuries that are suffered by covering yourself in baby powder. So. Come on,
0: St- Steve, you're like the you're the fastest Googler in this group, isn't it? I, I could have sworn that there was one of the the the, the, the powder makers.
3: Yeah, Johnson they... Johnson's baby powder was uh, contaminated with selenium. Okay, <laughs> I didn't even have to Google that; I knew what it was.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, there were some. So um, so I guess I apologize to the makers of shower to shower if it wasn't them, but I just <laughs> I just had that on the brain. That was one of the products that was like, yeah, just a sprinkle a day. Da 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 da. And there da, goes another
2: know. sponsor. Oh, they, they
1: probably. Have. <laughs> yeah, like they were gonna sponsor us anyway. <laughs> right, the baby Johnson and Johnson is out. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah, there goes my sponsorship deal. With thanks a lot, thanks a Sorry. lot. Sorry.
0: Sorry. I almost had
1: the baby powder in her back pocket. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> close. Uh, all right. Enough silliness. Hey, Ryan. Yes, Rob. Uh, what the heck are we doing today and who are we talking to?
2: Well, today we are doing another podcast episode and our guest is author, advocate, singer, songwriter, Sammy Sweet Spirit. Welcome, Sammy. Hi.
4: Thanks it's for funny. joining us
1: thank you. Well, where to start? Uh, Because you have done so much. Why don't we start by just maybe telling us a little bit about yourself and your vision, and we'll go from there.
4: Hi, I'm Sammy Sweet Spirit. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter, an author. Uh, I I like that you said advocate, because I I definitely consider myself that. Um, And as far as My vision, (laughs) I'm totally blind, and I've been blind since birth. Uh, I was a preemie. I was born, I think my mom was 23 and a half weeks pregnant when I was born, so I was born like four months early, Um, and I weighed one pound and six ounces. Wasn't expected to live, uh, but I beat the odds, and I'm here, and now all you guys are stuck with me. And my vision, vision, uh, so I wrote a book called Look at It This Way, The Blind Leading the Sighted. And uh, it's very special to my heart, very important to me. Um, It's basically um, educating sighted people about blindness and blind people and, and you know some of what we experience as blind people, um, and then the bigger picture. You know, providing a way for us all to connect as human beings, and to you know, uh, you know, we are all one. That's that's one of the biggest messages in the book, and um, so that's that's my vision. I'm working on. Um, other projects you know speaking engagements and and um as well as you know consulting to try and you know bring this message to life so i really appreciate you guys having me
1: yeah well you know we and we we say it all the time on the podcast but you know really education is is so important um because there there is so many misconceptions about um, yeah. blindness and, and vision loss and disability in general, you know, floating around there. And a lot of times, uh, you know, people just don't understand like that, that for example, vision is there's a gradient, you know, you it's everything from totally blind to low vision and everything in between and not everybody is the same. Um, so what what made you write the book? Um, was was there a particular event that that you just thought you know what you know someone needs to write all this stuff down, and and put it out there in the world, or was it something that has sort of been germinating for for quite a while?
4: So I love that you said what you said because that's that's the reason why I wrote it. Like there's so many misconceptions out there about blindness and and you know. Um, why I, that's, I mean, that's why right there, but why I, you know, I started to write the book. It, it took me two years to write from start to finish and getting it out there. Um, and I originally was gonna start with like a YouTube channel and cause there was just things I wanted to get out to people such as, you know, job search. And, and um, that was something I covered in the book as well as one of my biggest messages from the book is that we're either viewed by society as we have superpowers like Daredevil, or we're mentally challenged and can't, we, we don't know anything about the world. So um, I wanted to talk about that at first, the, those core things. And then I just said, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to worry about videos and the background and how everything would look and you know obviously because I, I I don't think about those things it was more about the content so I said okay I'm, I'm gonna write a book and I just literally woke up one day it was President's Day 2020 I woke up and just started writing and you know I went through a lot I had a lot of help um editing and you know getting things right but I think it, it turned out really really good and i think it's really needed um for our world right now
1: and so so how is this kind of received within your sort of your your you know friend group and your family like when you said you know i'm going to write a book like what was what was the reaction that you kind of got
4: it was funny cuz i had people tell me years ago i think you're going to write a book one day and i'm like oh whatever like i'm not a writer what what do you mean like i, I mean i wrote music i mean, i've, I've written music for you know, almost 15 years now, but, um, I was just like, oh, I have a book. I don't know about that. And then like, nobody was really surprised. Like when I said, okay, I'm writing a book. They're like, yeah, we told you. Like we, <laughs> we kind of knew that you would, you have a lot of things to say. So, um, they, you know, they're my friends and family, they're, they're proud of me. They, I've had people tell me that they read the book and cried. And I've had people tell me that, um, it got them to, to look at themselves and wanted do better for, you know, their life, their world. And so that, that if that's the case, then I've done my job, you know, that's why I did it.
1: Right. And so, and what was the, what was that process like? Did you come up against any sort of a writer's block or did you get sort of halfway and think, ah, this just isn't feeling it?
4: Um, so I had moments where things just flowed. And then I had moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is not coming out right. Um, I mean, I had all those moments, and I had I had moments where, um, I would have writer's block, and and you know, question what what am I really saying? Like, you know, and my biggest problem, or I wouldn't say problem, but hurdle, I guess, <laughs> was, um, I. I had a really hard time knowing when to stop changing things and editing and fixing words and right. adding one word in a sentence and removing one word. Like it was just like I, I had a, um, I have a, a mentor who helped me. Uh, his name is Neil Donald Walsh. He wrote the foreword for the book, and um that's a really cool story because you know I I was just a fan of his. Um, He he wrote the Conversations with God series, and I love those books. And I've like devoured all of his material. So I was just a fan of his quoting him throughout the book. And then um, one of my editors, as well as a friend of mine who knew Neil, said, why don't you like reach out to him and see if he would be willing to give you some pointers? And so I did. And he called me the next day after I emailed him. And, you know, I, I told him, I said, well, in, in the email, I said, I used what I learned from you to create a new context to, you know, educate sighted people about blind people. And he loved it and called me the next day. And I, I had totally forgotten that I put my number on the top of the manuscript. So when he called me, I was like, oh. like, he's like he, he told me, he said, hi, is this Sammy? I said, yeah, who's this? And he said, this is Neil. And I'm like, hi. (laughs) Like, how how did you get my number? Oh, yeah, it's on the manuscripts. I'm sorry. Like, I was like totally starstruck. Um, And then we got to be good friends throughout this. And he, you know, he was helping me along the way. He became, you know, almost like a second editor helping me edit things. And so I would tell him, like, how am I going to know when to stop? And he, you know, he would always just give me words of wisdom and, and, you know, he would talk about the creative process and how, you know, um, how creative people are and that, you know, it's basically just telling me you'll, you'll know, you'll know. And he was right. And uh, I'm, I said in the book, you know, it's always said never to meet your heroes, but I I love the fact that I get to like, have one of my heroes as one of my really good friends, so
1: I feel like that that mentorship probably really influenced uh, a lot in the book.
4: Definitely, he taught me to really be careful with um, not so much careful, but to choose my words and and choose them intentionally, and um, that was a really big lesson for me. And I I know how how powerful words can be but just to have him kind of saying you have to be intentional with what you're saying and get get them to fall in love with you get them to where they can't put the book down how are you going to do that you know and it was it was really powerful stuff
1: so when you when you sat down to write it, it, it did you always kind of have a, a plan for, for the sort of the underlying message of the book? Like, did, was it always sort of intending to be sort of something that was was foresighted people to inform them about what that lived experience is like? Or, or was it or did, did you try to maybe be more biographical? Like, how did it sort of
4: evolve? It... Original intention was to yeah inform sighted people about I mean, like I said the the main the main point um, you know living in the blind experience I saw us being viewed as daredevil or mentally challenged and there was nothing in between and it it, it fascinated me and you know I, I wanted to to really look at the human condition and how did this how how you know, I'm questioning as I'm I'm going through this process. How did that happen, and how can we change the thought? Because obviously, um, we are not all the same, but we are all one. We are all connected. We are all a part of each other. And so it kind of you know turned into that, which it, you know that's that's my ultimate view of of life and reality and everything is that we are all connected so you know it's it was just a way to to demonstrate that
1: and so did you do a lot of research what you know during that that writing time or d- did you did you sort of draw upon a lot of your own experiences to to sort of develop
4: both um i drew a lot on my own experience um I kind of told people the book is, you know, education and awareness about blind people, part memoir, part call to action. You know, it's kind of, um, it's a bunch of things in one. But I did, I spoke a lot with friends, family, people around me, other blind people in the community to ask them what their you know what was the thing that they wanted people to know about blindness and blind people and the experience and and so a lot of those questions in in the question and answer chapter the q the q and a's chapter is directly from from them and 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 my own experience as well so it's kind of a definitely a collaborative effort sure
0: yeah there was definitely um a very I guess intentional flow to your book that I at least that I picked up as a reader that the first part was very informative I would say like the first I'm going to say about the first seven chapters um, I think you offered a lot of different perspective about the blind experience to the sighted world and um, I'm I'm legally blind so obviously I could re- relate to just pretty much everything that you read you wrote on some <laughs> level so yeah so i think that the, the first part really offers readers um you know the perspective and understanding right. some of the things that they probably have never thought about because um, especially if they've never um had close contact with anybody um from the blind community and then it then and then your book definitely seg segued into an auto autobiographical section um and it well, was very interesting because that's when it was like, wow, we're now we're getting to know Sammy and your personal experiences and sort of like how right. this was all sort of culminating to and then kind of like you like you said, you said it was call to action. I kind of saw it as not. So I mean, my perspective from it was it was just really getting your your global point of view of what are these lessons learned and what. How you've taken your your spiritual philosophies, your life um, experiences, the things that you through your journey, um and, and, um, and with your family and your friends, and the things that you talked about. So it really is a very interesting flow of storytelling because and it is a little more. it is unexpected because you, you re, you're reading this. It's very informative, and you're not expecting it to now take this like very personal turn. You're like, oh, now we're gonna right. now we're kind of seeing where.
4: <laughs> that was very intentional. So when I first started this, I actually had it flipped around. I started talking about myself first. And then Neil, you know, Neil was kind of guiding me. He's like, no, we. I think we need to flip this around. We need to talk about the stuff that people are going to be interested in. Not that they're not interested in you, but we have to get them to a point where they, they you know, are... They know you and they fall in love with you. So let's talk about the things that's going to pique their interest, and then give them more. So, yeah, that was very intentional, and it it, I, it turned out great. Like I wasn't sure at first, I'm like, oh, but okay. And then I did it, and I'm like, okay, this works. So yeah, that was very intentional. The flow was very intentional.
0: And and I think that uh, my uh, very amateur. <laughs> <laughs> writing um, perspective of it is that I think that Neil had a very interesting point to that because people let's just be honest people in general were selfish beings and when right. you're reading something you're most interested in things of how does this relate to you and what are you getting from this yeah that's and exactly
4: what he told me and yep.
0: then once you've, you've you're kind of absorbing and getting it's like you got to feed yourself before you can start feeding others <laughs> And then Right,
4: it's, right. He was um, very blunt with me about it. What he said was, and he's like, can I, you know, he's, he said, can I speak to you, big brother to big brother to little sister? And I said, yeah, of course. And he said, okay, don't start with you because people don't, people aren't going to care about you. We have to get them to the point where, you know, they care about you, but they don't care about you right off the bat. They, they want to know how does this benefit me, mm-hmm. you know, as a reader and so so yeah that was really powerful to, for me to learn because i'm also an amateur <laughs> writer i also i mean i've written a book now but I, I really had to 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 really listen to that and understand that because you know my thought was well they don't know me so let's start off with me so they can get to know me and then you know but but no he was absolutely right in in what he was saying so i'm glad I'm glad we did that and it worked out good yeah, well, if
0: when Neil listens to this, you could tell him, I said, "Yeah, Liz got it. I got it." I got it. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> and so, how has your life changed since the book? I mean, what kind of reception did it get? Are, are you a local celebrity? Like, what's I don't know, what's going on now?
4: <laughs> Not yet, um, but um, um, it's slowly getting exposure. Um, I'm still working on that. I've I've hired a a marketing person to kind of help with that um but it's gotten really good feedback so far people have have called me and said I read your book and like I said it they've said it got me to look at myself to want to change my life and and do better in my own life and be a better person and just hearing your experience and your stories and you know it, it I was very thankful for that. And, um, so yeah, I'm just trying to, um, get it out there as best I can. I've written a lot of, you know, news organizations and stuff to, to try and get this out there, but it's, it's slow going right now, but you know, everything has its time. And, and so, um, I'm being patient and, (laughs) but I, I do think it's very important. And, and so I'm willing to do what I have to do to, to get
1: it out there so well you know and, and it is such an important project too because you know I, you know again i have to go back to you know we're always talking about how education is is important because people have to understand what the what these lived experiences are are like so that they so that we can start to change society in a way that mm-hmm. is making it you know, more accessible for example or right. just under understanding what it's like and you know back to your point uh, about people you know work in these these huge extremes where it's just like yeah it's like daredevil or or the, you know they're completely helpless and there's there is mm-hmm. no none of this in between uh, we need to push through that so you know you know so much in, in order for for real change to sort of happen so i think the more that more stories and the more books like yours that's not only just being um strictly educational but it's taking taking the reader into the lived experience the day-to-day lived experience of of what right. that's like uh is so great
4: mm-hmm. um one of the uh one of my editors told me that same thing she's like you know what i appreciate about your book is that we we read all these books from other blind people about you know, them doing amazing things like climbing Mount Everest and, you know, things like that. And, and she's like, not that, you know, not, I'm of course you've done some amazing things, but you're talking about, you know, the everyday blind person and and what they experience daily and, you know, how to make things better for them and, and for, for everyone really. So it, it was, it was really good to hear that too and um yeah i that's that's why i did it so glad that comes across
1: we're kind of like that as a society right like these days everything has to be sensational or it really doesn't tend to get a lot of attention and so people put a lot of a lot of emphasis on things like oh this person like you said is is climbing mount everest uh, or mount kilimanjaro and they're they're blind um and I, I just feel like we need to sort of shift and not that that's not amazing. I mean, I think sure. that, that you know, cases like that. Yeah, that's that's great. We, and we should celebrate that. But we should also celebrate somebody who is just um, dealing with the everyday um, struggles and yeah,
4: trying to find a job, trying to find a date, trying, yep. you know, you know, the, the things that that we all want as human beings, you know, that, that blind people want to show that they, they're just as capable. And, and yeah, that's, that's so important. I mean, I did a bold thing. I I went to South Africa. I talked about that in the book and, you know, I was hit with, you know, you you can't do that. You're, you think you're invincible, you're blind, like you can't, you know, it's just really funny the way that, that people think. And, um, you know, I went and I had a great time and, and I, I showed something to myself that, you know, if I want to do something, I'm, I'm going to do it. And and I've always been that way, but but that was just a clear demonstration of that. And I, I agree with you, even if it's, you know, taking the bus for the first time or, or cooking a meal for the first time, or, you know, you can really show yourself, you know, what you can do and you, you know, you can show yourself that we aren't limited beings we're we're limitless and so yeah i i I agree with you uh i am i'm very uh very
0: curious about the editing process that you must have grappled with when it came to your section on the with the q a and so in that section i think there were some very graphic questions, but mm-hmm. they, they had to be put out there,
3: mm-hmm.
0: especially when it came to things about sex, and mm-hmm. misconceptions about um, personal hygiene, and mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, what, what, what was that editing process like about like, how, how far did you want to take that? And how I, I mean, were there talks of like, cutting some stuff? Or?
3: <laughs> I, I mean, was
0: it was it kind of like a
4: push pull in that process? Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that I, <laughs> I hope that I handled that gracefully, but yeah, you're right. I, there were things that, that needed to be talked about, um, because, you know, I had, I had put a, a Facebook post out and that was some of the questions that, that I got back. And, you know, one of my friends said, people are genuinely asking these questions. and so. We can't, because someone, an, another friend of mine responded like, oh, that's, we don't want, that's TMI, like, oh, you know, and my friend wrote back and said, but people are asking this. They they think that we can't have sex or that we don't know how to, that women don't know how to take care of their menstrual cycles and, and um, or get dressed or take your medicine or, You know, they they think that we can't do these things. And so if people are asking, you know, it's important for us to to explain so people can have a better understanding. And um, I've said often understanding replaces judgment Um, because it's when we judge something, it's because we don't understand it. It's easy to judge like, oh, that's stupid or oh, that's silly or I don't like that. or you know, whatever, because we don't get it. We don't quite understand it. But once we kind of get rid of that barrier and we start to ask questions and understand things, it makes more sense. And it's like, okay, I can kind of identify with that a little more or see see what they're saying. And so it kind of eliminates that judgment. So um, I didn't have a whole lot of graphic questions, um, so I didn't really have to edit too much. But it was funny because I actually... Um, the question it was related to the sex question no people people don't ask that are you sure are you sure you want to include this yes I want to include this because that has been asked in my life and and some of my friends and so um people were almost like kind of baffled like that, that really gets asked. Yes, it really does.
0: We've had Amy Amanti on this show, and she's talked about that same thing that she's been asked in public places by strangers about ha- how she has sex.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, it's it's unfortunately a real
4: thing. <laughs> it is. And my response is, well, you know, I hope you're uh, touching more than looking. I'll <laughs> just say that. <laughs>
2: How did we become top of the food chain? <laughs> it's such a dumb question. It
0: really
2: is. It is.
0: <laughs> but it but it's it is one that really is out there, which is For sure. Insane. Lack of understanding. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well it's that's like that's like saying like, well, how do people have sex with the lights off?
4: <laughs> right. I mean seriously. <laughs>
3: Wait, I mean, I, you can have you sex can... with the
4: lights off? <laughs> I
2: heard it's better that way.
4: Yeah, get rid of your, get rid think... of your sight for exactly. that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I think most people per, would prefer it with the lights off.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, I, I i think that it was uh, I think it was a very um, a very interesting to, to read that chapter just because um, we do you know I, I i we've we've had um uh, some authors on here and everyone uh, and that's what's great is that everyone brings a different perspective to how they they document their journey and tell their story and share information but um but i i i i, I did appreciate that you went there that to that, yeah, to that place where you you kind of had to just be like okay this is so stupid that we have to write this but <laughs> for all you people all you 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 ignoramas out there we're going to tell you yes we know
4: how to wipe our asses shocking i know <laughs> yeah i mean i, I it's funny because some of the questions I could see myself asking a sighted person, well, how do you do, you know, like, let's let's flip it around. Like, Well, let's,
0: you I, know, I, I think, uh, you know, listen, having had a grown up with a, a father and a brother, um, and they had no sight <laughs> issues whatsoever. I can assure you that skid marks are very prevalent
4: <laughs> in the sighted community, right. and I don't know what
0: their excuse is, so.
4: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> You notice the guys are just got silent. Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, I, I don't know what you're talking. They're like about. I don't know. God, I don't.
2: It's gonna be chapter five in our book skid
1: marks.
4: Right. How
2: to deal with them? Where they come from?
1: Oh no, now I'm totally rethinking the title of Liz's upcoming autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. Listen. But I, but sort of to bring, bring conversation back around, I, I do think that that is such a great medium to address a lot of those questions because if, you know, because if those are indeed you know, what are on people's minds, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think it is important to, to discuss that with them. And in something like a book, it's a safe space where people can ask the stupidest questions and, and get well. them addressed. I mean, they would never, ever probably ask that um in person unless of course you're on the 99b line in vancouver uh and then maybe people uh someone on the bus would ask uh amy that but but no uh, you know it, it's so i think that it's good there, there's you've got to approach things like there is no such thing as stupid questions just bring them on so that we can answer them
4: yeah and, let's you know, deal again. with let's deal with it let's deal with that first and so then we can you know get to the real you know, the real important issues. I have kind of a funny story, though. Um, So my um, so for the audio version of the book, um, so uh, my partner, uh, he did the the voiceover work for it, the um, the the intro and outro, like the credits, you know, like introducing the book and and saying, um, you know, read by the author and all this stuff. And he, he sent me an outtake him saying, Look at it this way the blind leading the stupid. Oh, oh, oh no, <laughs> silence. Okay. Oh, good. And it was so funny. He's like, uh, Maybe you should, uh, maybe that should be your new title. I don't think you'll sell very many, but uh, <laughs> it just made me laugh that he be, actually said it. Himself. While you
2: think about it, you know, Windows for Dummies, <laughs> billions of copies sold, right? These. Books for dummies, so
1: That's true, actually. <laughs> uh, that's absolutely. A great, another great idea, Ryan. Blindness for dummies. Blindness for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, I'm telling you. The amount of million dollar ideas that comes out right. of these See,
4: <laughs> See what a conversation can do? This is this is why I do what I do, because conversations can really spark great ideas. Oh, we talk about gravy
0: and beer and what <laughs> what other intelligent topics? <laughs> intelligent
2: topics, none. Unintelligent. None. <laughs> Hockey
0: scores. That's right. Ghost sports. Ghost <laughs> gravy. Go <sports>. God. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, okay, why don't we switch gears and talk a little bit about your music, because sure. as we mentioned earlier, uh, you are not just an author, but you are also a singer-songwriter. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, were you always musical uh, growing up? Was this something you acquired later on?
4: Um, so I, according to my parents, I was singing before I could talk. Um, and I had, you know, perfect pitch and, and all that stuff. Um, really? you have perfect.
1: Wait, you have perfect pitch? Really?
4: I, I do. I do. So, it's kind of, I, I kind of, in the book, I kind of joke around like, you know, back when you had to dial your uh, voicemail password, yeah, don't do that around me because I'll be able to tell you what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, the smartphone did good for that because we don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> But, um, so yeah, so, um, you know, I did a lot of school talent shows and choirs and performed at weddings and festivals and funerals and all kinds of things. And then, um, I met, um, uh, one of my best friends when I met him, he's like, have you ever thought about writing your own music? Cause he, that's what he did. And I was like, I, I was just sang covers, you know, just saying, and, and he said, well, let's, let's write some stuff for you that's yours you know and that you can put out there and so we did and and um i have an album out now and it's um on all the the musical services the music platforms and it's called something for everyone and um it's it was it took took about a year to make it and i got a bunch of you know my friends you know together a blind Musicians and um, you know mixers and, and uh, consultants and stuff, and we we worked on it, and it's you know, people from all over the the world, really, and it was kind of a world collaboration on the internet, and uh, it was it was really fun. And so you know, before that, I always just put stuff on SoundCloud and YouTube, and I had a website for a while, and you know, but it was a totally different avenue to make an album. And um, so there's more, everybody's asking me, when is more music coming out? It, it's coming, there's, there'll be some more music. Um, I'm just kind of focusing on the book right now and trying to get that going. But music is my first love and it will it will never never die in my heart. So um, yeah, I, when I started, you know, when I was, it was really fun to to write my own songs and, you know, let my voice come out that way.
1: Talk to me a little bit about that particular writing experience. Like, what what kind of, how, like, how did you sort of wrap your lived experience, and what kind of message were you sort of trying to convey through the music?
4: Um, the same message, really. That that you know, the music, music helps us connect, and so you know, let's let's connect. Let's you know, create a world that, that we want to live in through, I mean, there's lots of different, lots of different avenues to do that. You know, I mean, nothing, nothing feels better than when, you know, you're listening to a song and you get the chills, just an amazing feeling. Like you feel really connected to yourself, to, you know, if you believe in something higher than, you know, the the source and it helps you think, let's say, you know, if you're going through something, it helps you, at least for me, it helps me get my thoughts out. My thoughts and feelings kind of working together, and so I, I wanted to create a space for people to be able to do that. And it's it's really interesting um, to hear people's perspectives on a song that I wrote. It, it's it's so different. Like if you talk to five people, you'll get five different answers to what they think the song's about. And you know, sometimes that's more fascinating than what <laughs> what the song was about for me when I wrote it. So. Um, you know, I've heard people say that, you know, they, um, one of the songs on my album is called Please Remind Me. And that's probably my favorite song. Um, you know, I love all of them, but that's probably my favorite because it, it was such a production and it, it was very, it's very cinematic and very deep and, you know, but, but asks questions that we all ask at one point in our lives, and people have told me that they listen to that song every day to get them to the day, and it just, it just warms my heart to, to I, know that.
2: I've listened to your album a couple times now, and what I have found is that whether you're listening to one of the upbeat songs or you, you're kind of your nod, I think Purple Love, The Prince, or, or the Brian mm-hmm. Wilson song. All of your songs Mm -hmm. make you kind of stop and listen to the lyrics. Listen to not just the music, but listen to what it is you're saying. And Mm. I found that really interesting. That you know, there was—I don't want to say there's a theme to the album because I—I have a feeling there is, and I'm still trying to figure out what that is.
4: (laughs) But it's—it's joyful. You know, let me know. Well, it's it's joyful.
2: It's it's calming. It's it's peaceful. Um, but your music definitely made me stop and, and listen to the lyrics. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, where did the ideas of, you know, I think Purple Love and, and the Brian Wilson song come from?
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm, Purple Love, I'm, a, um, I'm obviously both Prince and, and Brian Wilson. I'm huge fans of. There's also an homage to Aliyah as well. I'm a huge fan of hers as well. Um and uh, so the the purple love song is very very near and dear to my heart. Um, my best friend and I wrote the song together. He's also a huge Prince fan, and we, you know, I, I had seen Prince perform about a month before he died, and um, it was just—I mean, Prince is always magical on stage, and um, you know, I kind of I kind of joke around with people like. He just grabs you and, and takes you, and, and you, you, you at first you don't know what to say, and then you're like, whoa, this is, you know, I didn't expect this. Um, Prince, to me, helped me embrace myself, and, and so did Brian Wilson, just with their music, and right. they, they helped me to, to find freedom in, in me. And so I wanted to, to um, you know, thank them for that and um the, the brian wilson song it's called like brian and I, I, it was just another thing i woke up and i'm like i have an idea <laughs> <laughs> and, and i want to i want to write this song and i came up with the melody and the you know um and the instrumentation me and my friend did together and um so And actually, today is Brian Wilson's birthday. So, happy birthday, Brian. You turned yeah, happy 80 birthday.
1: Today. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And, when, uh...
4: Yeah. And um, so, uh, but but what I love about him, too, is that, I don't know. So, there's a documentary out. It's called Long Promised Road. And he's so genuine and so honest with himself that it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I I, I hope... That I could be half as is, you know, half as good as, as that because, you know, he'll he'll tell the the person doing the documentary, you know, I don't want to I don't want to go into my my childhood home right now. I'm just going to stay out here in the car and and listen to music. I just I I'm going to do that. And he just he's so like, and I know it took a lot obviously because we know we know we know his story from, you know, mental illness and and drugs and and all that stuff but he's very he he knows himself and he knows what he can handle he knows what he can't and he'll tell you and it's so it's just yeah i'm very inspired by by these people and uh i I look up to them greatly
1: yeah you know speaking of that actually I, i did i watched a there was a really good beach boys documentary um and i I can't recall what what it was called and i'm sure there's there's a bunch of them but it's really interesting to go back and and hear just how important of an influence those guys were and just how musically talented uh they were i think that a lot of people just take take that sound and what they were doing for granted because you know we've just we've we've been around it for so long um but it's really amazing. I, I, I definitely I, I need to go check out that Brian Wilson documentary because uh he's he was also like he's he was the the center of all that. The guy's oh, a musical yeah.
4: genius. I um, mean he really is har- the, the the harmony, like that's that's what made me yeah. fall in love with, with him and the beach boys is like that harmony. And that's and I know, you know, for those of you who listen to my album, I've got harmony everywhere because I, I love I love harmony and it's one of the greatest things about music to me so yeah yeah i agree using music
2: for genius yeah i need to talk to your people
1: (laughs) i need to work on my
2: harmonies
1: (laughs) i think maybe a collaboration uh is in order and you can call the album 50 shades of gravy (laughs) i
0: love it that's funny (laughs)
4: Uh.
0: sex with the lights on (laughs)
1: Right featuring the hit song the same way you do dummy.
2: See, Uh, Sammy's gears are grinding. She's thinking, now.
3: That's right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, stick around here. We'll
1: come up with all kinds of ideas that we come up with that we never do anything with. It's kind of our thing. That's right.
4: Okay, I'll take them and use them for myself. I'm just kidding. I'm still waiting for our Wheaties.
1: (laughs) I forgot about that one, too. (laughs) There's so many, I can't even track. We'd be, we would all be millionaires by now if, uh, <laughs> if only we, we had the follow through.
4: Well, you can change the world. It starts with you. So that's right.
1: It's yeah. so true.
4: It starts with a beer <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> right. That's right.
1: That's right. Well, Sammy, I, I got to really thank you for, for, uh, coming on and joining us. This has been really fun. Um, but before we let you go. Um, Where can people find uh, your music? Where can they find the book? Where can they reach out to you if they're interested?
4: Where where are you online? Um, So the book is on Amazon. Uh, It's uh, Look at It This Way, The Blind Leading Decided. It's on Amazon. It's as a Kindle, Paperback and Audible. Um, I'm get, I'm actually getting a website together currently, so it's it's under construction right now, but it will be SammySweetSpirit.com. So, um, it's it's that's a little bit of a slow process, but it's it's moving. Um, and then um, my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Google, Tidal, Deezer, uh, pretty much anywhere you can think of where you get your music, um, Amazon, of course. Um, and um, I'm on social media, not as much as I used to be, but I'm going to be ramping that up here. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, my Facebook is Sammy sweet spirit and my Twitter is underscore sweet spirit underscore. Um, so yeah, I'd love to um, connect with you guys and, um, my email address is uh, sammysweetspirit at gmail.com if you want to send me an email. Um, yeah, just thank you very much for having me, you guys. I, I really enjoyed talking with you all. And and uh, thank you so much for all your great questions. They were fun.
1: <laughs> well, listen, thank you. And we'll be in touch about this, this whole collaboration album uh, soon.
4: Oh, totally. It's <laughs> <laughs> exciting. We'll all be so- millionaires
1: all right listen well listen best of luck with the new album uh, uh best of luck with the book and um, we're happy to have you on anytime just just let us know
0: thank you okay great talking to you Thanks, sammy.
1: Sammy. take care sammy
0: thank you guys
1: all right <laughs> bye-bye oh what a lovely young lady
0: she's a beauty eh yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, you used it properly in a sentence. I'm that's right,
3: <laughs> contextually nice, correct. Nicely
1: done. Did Steve get all those research materials over to you or something? Like
0: <laughs> Don't you know by now, Steve and I kind of share a brain.
3: Yeah, clearly. Oh, geez.
0: We share. We no, share. Uh, a maybe uh, we share a hemisphere or something.
3: I just, I just wish you'd stop hogging it. <laughs>
1: No, I mean that. Ugh, that was great. That warmed my heart. I, uh, I, I'm gonna have to. I haven't actually. I uh, full disclosure, I didn't get a chance to listen to her album yet. So uh, you should. I'm looking forward to putting it on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, the
2: production values. It's very well done.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well. Awesome. Awesome. Hey. <laughs> mo Listen, what, what is going on with, with everybody pointing out every time I make a mistake today? What's going on over
2: there? We never pick on you. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, fine. Fine.
2: <laughs> Rob needs
1: a date. I'm trying, to class, I'm trying to class up the outro and you guys just won't well let me. <laughs> what will show are outro, you on?
0: Will the outro yeah. be on this week?
1: oh, oh. how about the intro oh nice one mistake in six years and i don't hear the end of it tell you that intro was a beauty eh nah, whatever. <laughs>
3: how
2: about that outro <laughs> tell you I know. <gasps> have to take this sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's right we should be careful you have another
1: show you could go to <laughs> whatever they don't let me insult uh excellent can't talk about hairy balls on that <laughs> yeah, yeah, <he's... laughs> it's
2: only the first year give it time
0: my yeah, god that's you. like that's like you know choosing between like PBS and MTV come on you know
1: yeah you well, that's the... true actually that's that's a that's a accurate
0: comparison I don't. come on more beer more beer more beer thank
3: you Damn. hey guys uh so i was i was up in kelowna last week and uh, we had our children's low vision clinic up there and uh, i got invited over to uh, dave grimes house you know dr oh. dr dave grimes who yeah. uh, was was on the show about his uh, missionary work mm-hmm. that's right um so uh he uh he went and he uh made up some 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 wieners for us which of course for all of us who were there immediately started the wiener jokes it's like oh look you know dave's dave's wiener etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> so i i just i just found and bought him a t-shirt it's on its way to him today that says it's not a party until my wiener comes out <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amazing. <laughs> uh,
0: got so much I, for
1: a classy outro, everybody. We need,
0: we need to get Rob to start drinking a beer during our show too. What do you for mean? What
1: is, well, oh, come on. Uh, okay. Well, listen. We don't. Do <laughs> you know <laughs> what what kind of like depravity the show would devolve into if I stop? <laughs> Send send you the, the show that has never room? seen the light of no, day. No, Rob. No, we don't know, but we're excited <laughs> to find out.
3: <laughs> All right, watch out next week.
2: No, we can't do it next week.
1: Why not? What, what, I think that's we... the World Blind Union show. Oh, yeah, we got to be good for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, no beer. No beer. I can it? drink
1: beer. I can drink beer, but
2: yeah, I, I won't be annou- fairly well behaved.
0: I'll I'll drink beer, but I won't announce that I am. Oh shoot. But you'll know I am. We well, don't
2: have to be that well-behaved.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, come on.
2: You're not on camera right? I'm not talking anything. to the Pope.
1: <laughs> 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 um, hey, Pope, I,
0: I hear the Pope drinks a mean wine, so I think he, he'd be down with that.
1: Yeah? The truth. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It was great. It's always... I don't know. I, I really do feel like a lot of those... Uh, books like hers, I, I think, really need to get out there. The more, the better, because... Uh, I think that, you know, it's a really, it's a, it's a great way to connect with, um, you know, the sighted community and, and inform them rather than us screaming at them because obviously that doesn't work.
2: Well, and I think like I've said before, and I said it to even Amy on the show, and, and yeah, maybe, you know, sitting on a bus talking to a stranger about your sex life isn't the optimal <laughs> um, situation to be educating people on, but these conversations need to be had and nobody's having them. Yeah, Right. So if if we're going to say, no, we're not going to talk to you, how can we expect people to change their attitudes, their behaviors? So, you know, well done, Sammy, for bringing up the question that we know people are thinking. Yeah. They're just not asking.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, we do talk so much about the different perspectives. And Sammy is very much of no, ask me anything. This is how you learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You buy me a beer, you could ask me anything. Yeah. But what kind of beer? Um, the, the, <laughs> the one I the the one I can't mention yet because they have to sponsor.
2: <laughs>
0: they have to pay me.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Uh, you know, we all have our yeah. own opinions and perspectives, and at least some of us are willing to talk about it and, and share. So, mm-hmm. um, all we can yep. do is all we can do is what we can do.
1: Yeah, change in the world one person at a one time. One conversation at a time. Mm. That's right.
0: Cheers on that
1: yeah you see you thank look at you, that brother. one look one at that. podcast episode at a time change maybe, see, maybe Brian, that should we be our are new...
0: so simpatico tonight look at that i think
2: eric you... clapton wrote a song called change the world didn't he
1: yep yeah It's change the world i don't know i he, ever since he came out as one of those covid nuts i just i don't know i can't i can't uh <laughs> i just i don't have the respect for eric clapton i did like Ugh, really, that bummed me out. Yeah, he did. He's one of those weirdos, anti-vax weirdos.
2: Yeah, what's that got to do with his musical genius?
1: Well, nothing. Exactly. But it's, just a, it's colored <laughs>
0: my opinion <laughs> of him.
1: But yeah, it's a good song, anyways.
0: Isn't Brian Adams one of those too?
1: No, it's really, connected. is he? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know.
0: Brian Adams was something. Something. He he came out with something political or something, and I was just like, can you just stick to singing? and you know um,
1: sometimes I feel like that
0: because yeah it changes your you're like oh god I'm never gonna hear summer 69 the same way (laughs) I'm gonna hear your political chance you know
1: I don't know it's it's I'll still always giggle whenever I hear that uh, the name of that song
0: summer of 69 yeah it's very yes there's your beavis and butthead sense of humor coming through right
1: well exactly (laughs) I mean listen. but i was into back then
0: it's
1: the kind of joke that i would have made
0: and and he wonders why he can't get a date
2: that's right and he wonders
0: why 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 why
2: why he can't get a date and we tell him that he is lame he's a little runaway a run 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 away.
3: My oh, keyboard's God. downstairs, otherwise I would launch right into the solo for that. <laughs> <laughs> Only it would be awful because I have no idea how to play the solo for that.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: Oof. I yeah, the right no, strike man, listen, on this
2: episode. The... Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs>
0: I doubt it was in the right key, so oh, I think we're fine. Oh, I know it wasn't. Fine. Absolutely. I think we're fine. <laughs> all right.
1: Know, it was a cover. It was a cover uh wait no that wasn't De- who was that who sang that uh shoot i used to know that i
2: don't know who sang runaway ask your google
3: uh runaway
1: uh i used to know it was that too. dion was it dion no frankie
2: valley i was thinking frankie valley but i don't think it was
1: hey google who del sang- shannon del shannon oh, never mind <laughs> <laughs>
2: dumb Google.
1: (laughs) Too slow. (laughs) Steve beat you, you stupid AI.
0: It's a race between Steve,
1: Steve and Google. And Google. Yes. Steve beat you. I'm taking you back to Best Buy.
0: Which She's is the faster search engine.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's Steve Barkley by a nose. Easy
2: and what a nose. what a nose. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there, Steve. Wow. <laughs> you know what's funny is I've never seen your nose. Well, yeah, I've Trump heard about it. Never, never seen it though.
0: <laughs> oh, you you don't do the uh, the blind person. Re- I want to feel your face. Yeah,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's Unless just... he's trying to pick somebody up. That's right. Like, <laughs> can I feel what you look like?
0: Can I can I touch your face? Yeah. <laughs> it's a blind thing, not.
2: That's it is.
3: not my face.
0: <laughs> it's, it's for a... some
2: people. What? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Some All people right. swear by it. It's their All thing. Right. thing.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
2: It is Ugh. weird. Sweat stains and all.
1: Ugh. All right. Oh my God. All right. Let's let's end this before right, we go. All right. Let's go. And, all right. In, uh, hey, Liz.
0: Yeah. What's up, Rob?
1: See, like that dramatic pause again.
0: There
1: you go. And so, see, it's a. It's good. This is what we call, in the industry, bookending. Really. What? No. Forget it. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's Symmetry, man. For I had. Yeah, it's a callback. Wow, Forget technical it. technical terminology. Okay. Uh, whatever. Hey, Liz.
0: Yeah, what's up, Rob?
1: Where can people find us?
0: Uh, people can find us on the web at www.atbanter.com.
1: Hey, they can also email us, uh, if they so desire, at cowbell at atbanter.com or atbanter.ca if that extra letter is a problem for you.
2: You can also take out the WWW if you like to.
1: Oh, shoot. That's like four letters. I know. Man, our, see, our web traffic's going to go through the roof now.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where else can they find us, Steve? Well, if they go looking, they could find us on Twitter or they could find us on Facebook or they could find a very, very non-active account on Instagram. That's right. For now. For now. Yeah. Just wait.
1: So we we start pulling the trigger on some of these ideas. That's right. It's
2: gonna explode.
1: It's
0: gonna be littered with my with my beer bottles.
3: Yep. And Wheaties breakfast cereal. And Wheaties. Liz passed out on the floor
2: with bottles and Wheaties all around. (laughs) Oh
0: it's gonna be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And glitter and glitter lots of
2: glitter
1: so many
0: ideas and spangles
2: oh that's right glitter and spangles i gotta get working on that song
1: yeah yeah i mean you have a couple song ideas i I think now after today's episode too
2: yeah i gotta work on 50 shades of gravy glitter and spangles (laughs)
1: that's right
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: The power, ball- the power battle skid marks. The skid marks, <laughs>
2: that's right, the power ballad. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you're the writer. I need some writing.
3: All right. All right. We'll, Let's uh, collaborate. We'll, s- we'll set up a session. All right. Yeah.
1: We'll
2: Go do a I sesh. It. Yep. <sighs>
3: Uh, All right. Well, I think
1: we've done enough damage for one day. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Of course, big thanks to you, Sammy, for joining us. And we will see everybody next week.
3: This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com or call us toll-free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com.